Hi, I hope you're doing well. Today is a beautiful, sunshiny day. So, um, I wanted to share a, I guess, a churchy one. Um, haven't done a churchy one as much in a while, but I feel compelled to do one. Way back when, if you look at my podcast on whatever uh, outlet you have um, on Apple and uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Anchor.fm, it has all the uh, different ones. There was one I did called the uh, Kevorkian Doctrine. I believe that's what it was called. Um, and this one is another variation of a teaching or doctrine, same thing, called, I'm going to call the Flawless Doctrine. Flawless, flawless victory. And in the Flawless Doctrine, at least in my life, growing up Catholic and uh, Latin Pentecostal Assembly of God, God, I, um, I was taught to, you gotta be, uh, you gotta walk that fine line, you gotta be perfect, you gotta, don't you mess up, blah, 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 and, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, some common sense, you know, don't go out and be, uh, uh, you know, rob houses, and, um, you know, vandalize, and God forbid, whatever else, I mean, those are the common sense things, but what I'm getting at is, Many times, believers in their walk, um, they'll struggle, they'll stumble, fall, whatever, whatever you want to call the term, um, and then they kind of get stuck. And that was me for a lot of the years in my spiritual walk. And um, and I remember a sister I heard once said that it's about progress, not perfection, and I was like. How dare you? How dare you? And, you know, now I kind of think about it some more. And I... She's right. Perfection in the sense of being perfect. Like, perfect. Like, flawless. Um, I don't think it's possible yet in this lifetime. It's not. I don't think it's biblical either. And because all that expectation is put on um, the hearer, the believer. And, and that person was never called or created to do that. And that was the whole purpose of the cross and, and all that. So that we wouldn't have to be. Well, I'm going to go out there and do some shots and snort some lines whatever, right? Just go and, uh, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Okay. Um, anyways, no, that's greasy grace. Um, there is grace there also. I was reading over in, um, Ephesians 6, 10, Paul says, finally, my brethren, my sisterin, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that sounds so churchified, so church Chinese, Chinese, what is it, what is it, what a guy told me one time, 
bro, you ain't going to speak church and ease to me or whatever. Anyways, the word be strong, if you look it up, it is endunamu, derived from the word dunamis, which is like a dynamo inherent generative power that comes from the spirit of God, from the power of God. And that particular word, be strong, uh, really is to be strengthened, to be empowered, because it's, it's in passive voice. It's a verb that's in passive voice. So he's really saying for you to be empowered and to be strengthened um, in the Lord, in the power of his, in his, of his might. And, well, that's great. Well, that's very different than me walking a tightrope, saying that if I fall off this tightrope, I am going to fail. And I remember one time, um, I'm going to go down heresy lane. You want to go down the rabbit hole? Let's go down the rabbit hole. And the rabbit hole is this. The word for sin is derived from an uh, archery term, meaning to miss the mark, to miss the bullseye. If you go to my WordPress site or my blog site, go to newnu-wine.org, click the WordPress or the W icon, you'll go there. Look up um, bullseye and you'll find a blog I wrote on, on on what I'm about to tell you. Guy asked me, he goes, well, aren't you missing the mark, brother? And I was like, man, there is no mark. (laughs) Oh, man. And it's hard. It was hard for me for a while, but it's hard for Christians in the West, because that's where I live, to understand what I just said. What do you mean there is no mark? In Christ, he has removed the bullseye. Well, chapter and verse, brother, because you're just sounding a little... uh, a little fruitcake there, a little crazy. Over in Romans 8, there, 8, 1 through hmm, 4. You know, it says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then it says in verse 4, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who, who fulfilled in us. I'll leave it at that. That righteous requirement that's fulfilled in us is really fulfilled in Christ, and then it's in us. And we partake of that knowledge of that fulfillment. And um, that means that if you're partaking of the knowledge of fulfillment, that bullseye you do not have to hit. It's more of a trajectory. So over in Hebrews 5 or 6, it talks about let us go on. And I wrote a blog about that too. I think it's called Let Us Go On or something like that. Um, But if you look at the word, um, I think it's perfect or maturity. The word really, it's it's derived from from, from where we get the word telescope. When you look at the moon, right, you're looking at that destination or you're looking at that location. You fly to the moon, right? Then you get a telescope and you're on the moon and you look at Mars, right? That's the next destination. That's the word that maturity um, is what it really means. Let us go on. Let us grow unto perfection. And it's it's an ever-growing maturity spiritually because it's eternal. Your spirit will never die. Okay. Um, 
So that is why there is no bullseye. If there is no bullseye, then you don't have to be flawless. But because of that, you are seeing or should be seeing the goodness of God and how good he is and how much he loves you and how much he's done for you through his son. And when that's witnessed, something happens when you, when you realize that God is a, a, a person and that he loves you. And when you see that, it's called, it's, you're witnessing Romans 2, the goodness of God, which leads to an afterthought or repentance. And that's what the word means, afterthought. And that afterthought is what now that um, Ephesians 6 talks about, be strong in the Lord. That afterthought, it, it um, imparts and diffuses God's Zoe life energy. The revelation, the spiritual word and knowledge imparts revelation of that fulfillment of that righteous requirement of the law in you. Mm. And therefore, it says later on in Romans 8, that this, therefore the spirit is life because of righteousness. Your spirit is now vibrating, so to speak, with Zoe life energy. And then it diffuses to your members of your body, to your thoughts, to everything. And then you want to do help the old lady across the street. Really? Because you want to, because there's compassion in your heart. And that's very different than, well, there's no bullseye. So I'm just going to go out and I'm going to do some lot of shots. And if you want to drink, great. If you want to smoke weed, great. Whatever. Truly. Truly. Yeah, I said it. I sure did. Because you're going to do it anyways. And I, I can't change you or whatever. I don't want to change you. Um, I really don't. Well, why did I say that? Because that's where a lot of the church has been and is currently. And without the revelation of Christ, Paul says, until Christ be formed in you again, metamorpho like uh, the Greek, like a caterpillar to a butterfly, a total transformation from the organs inside out to a new creature, a spiritual supernatural renovation. Romans 12, 1 through 3 or 4, I think. And that, when you, curriculum will not change the believer. Anecdotal Pavlovian PowerPoints do not change believers. I can't stand them. I can't stand them. That's great. You have the snowflakes falling down during Christmas, during your play or whatever it is. That's great. You have the, the band guy from some secular band there doing the violin in the church. Yes, I've been to a church that does this. <sighs> and you know what? I was like, what is this? It was a show. That is not what it's about. It's not. And then you got to go home during your day and all that, and you have to be flawless. You have to be flawless. Just be who you are in him. The more he reveals who he is to you, um, he will reveal who you are in him. And that's what James says, that the word is like a mirror. But that that mirror needs to be based on the primer of sound doctrine. And what I'm sharing to you is sound doctrine. And if you don't believe that, I don't, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. 
but I really hope that that it ministers, resonates with somebody because somebody needs to hear that you do not have to carry or follow or keep this flawless doctrine thing anymore, which means that your streak is broken. I'm going to tell you one more thing. I, um, I have had my experiences with smoking and, um, I, um, I quit one time, (laughs) one of many times and I, um, was on my, like every, every, I, I quit now there's a smoking buddy I had and we would smoke together. Right. And then I'd come in Monday morning. Hey man, did you smoke? Hey, did you smoke again? Did you smoke? Did you smoke? Next week. Hey man, did you smoke? Did you smoke? I'm like, dude, are you trying to encourage me friend? You know? And, and this would happen, man, going into like the sixth or eighth week. And the guy is, um, and he's like waiting for me to break my streak. Right. And I said, let's, and then the, like the seventh or eighth week, and I wrote a blog on this too. I said, let's go. He was like, what? I go, let's go smoke a cigarette. So we went out and we smoked a cigarette. <laughs> I smoked it with him just so I could, he would get off my back. I smoked it and, and I put it out and I, um, he looked at me with big old eyes and, I, and the reason I did it was so he would get off my back and he never asked me again to smoke a cigarette. The point is this, is that the flawless doctrine was disempowered. Yeah. You got to have grace to do that. And I did have grace because I really didn't want to smoke anymore. Right. Um, and I didn't have a desire to smoke even after that. I still actually went back to smoking eventually, <laughs> but I haven't smoked now. And I don't know, like really smoked in uh, over five, six, seven years. I think it's been a while and I don't want to smoke and that's okay. If you smoke, it's just me. So, um, there is no condemnation. Truly there isn't. And when grace comes, you, the grace will change you. I promise you. All right. I, uh, hopefully you got an idea of, of that, this thing called, I'm calling a flawless doctrine. It's not of the Lord. Bye. Hi, welcome to newwine.org. N-U-Wine.org. A thought revolution, one heart at a time. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a chance and I hope to shed some light on a topic perhaps from a different point of view you've not heard yet. I'd love to know your thoughts. Enjoy.